All right, it's time to get back on track and get into actual good films. <laughs> I was like, what are we getting on track for? Did I miss something? Did I do something wrong? Yes, you did. You picked cats last time. Good content. Welcome back to another episode of What Should We Watch with Kenny. I'm Kay. I'm still E. So we got back on the couch and watched yet another film, and we are here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So how are things going, E? You never asked me this question before. <laughs> Are you acknowledging my presence as a sentient human being? I don't care. All right. That's, what <laughs> That's what I thought. Welcome behind the veil of our marriage. <laughs> so how was your day? I don't really care. <laughs> so for today's episode, mm-hmm. it was my pick for a movie. Mm-hmm. And if you all listened to our last episode, you know E tortured us and picked another doozy of a film so i went right for one of my favorites just to bring some <laughs> joy back into our too. lives oh it's one of your favorites as well <laughs> cool so i picked singing in the rain i knew you were gonna sing it god you're such a ham you got to no you don't no you don't singing in the rain got it out without singing mm. So how this works is because he wants to continue torturing me from these episodes, Kay is going to be quizzing me on the movie we watched. So if you haven't watched Singing in the Rain, first, what? Second, why? It's been around for (laughs) 70 years. You should get on that. Third, go watch it. Mm -hmm. Fourth, and then come back and take the quiz along with me. But guess what? I have some questions for you. Look at you. So fancy up in there. Okay, let's go ahead and begin with question number one yeah. in our segment. Were you paying attention? I actually was this time. You the music. That music's so good. Didn't you make the music? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say ego. <laughs> I'm not gonna take credit for that. Okay, let's let's roll. All right, first question. <laughs> what is the silent picture at the beginning of the movie? <sighs> is this an open note? no absolutely not it's not the cavalier is it the i don't know i don't know the french something the french revolution the love connection love train no (laughs) (laughs) it's not the love train it's the royal rascal the royal also known as the royal rascal gotcha so this film takes place in an era of when silent film and the talkies came out the talkies Yeah, when silent film was king, and back in the 1920s, 1910s, there was the revolution of they were able to synchronize audio into films, Mm -hmm. and very quickly it developed into actual talkies, talking uh, dialogue into pictures. So Singing in the Rain, if you haven't seen it before, is a movie kind of going around the crisis of actors and producers and directors Mm -hmm. having to go through that stress of... This is how we've been doing movies for years, and now suddenly we have to have this whole new medium in our movies. Which is um, something I don't have research behind, but it's actually, this movie kind of makes light of the situation, especially when you get to Lena and her voice and how they can't, like, she has a horrible voice for talkies. Mm -hmm. But that happened to a lot of silent movie stars. A lot of them were immigrants that had very thick accents. Yeah. And their careers were over. There were some characters specifically based off, multiple characters based off of the leads in this movie where they struggled to talk. And this also was kind of a playoff of another big thing that was happening in cinema in the 1940s, around that time when color started coming Mm -hmm. into pictures with uh, films like The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind, they had all these vibrant colors. And Singing in the Rain, which came out in the 50s, went on to kind of emphasize its use of color. Want another question, E? Yeah. What is Don Lockwood's motto? Always with dignity. Yes, <gasps> dignity. Okay, okay, that's my question. And I may, I, I couldn't back it up, but how many lies does Don say in that interview? How many lies? Yeah. How many lies? It's pretty much all a lie. His whole, like, I guess that's a good enough answer. (laughs) Everything he's saying during that interview to the interviewee 
is not true about his past. He's talking to him about like how he got into the movie biz and how he became the such finest a star. schools and yeah. the grandest stages, and then like him and Lena hit it off immediately. I can't. Well, he did point out that him and Cosmo they started together. Which they is did. True. That is true. I counted eleven. Eleven lies. Eleven lies. Yeah, th that was a great segment where they went through all those things. And th there was actually a scene when he was doing all the stunt scenes during those times of film, uh, because making films was very expensive and difficult. Yeah. They actually were using footage from other movies. And oh. there was other movies that used footage from Singing in the Rain for like the stunt scenes. One of those scenes was, I, I forget if it was used later in another film or that was taken from another film of him i think it was when he's crashing the plane into that yeah. building that's a fun little fact about movies in those eras and that happens especially in animation yeah there's all the scenes of like this is the so-and-so character dancing in cinderella but then it's also this character in snow white kind right. of thing they just kind of reuse work smarter not harder right exactly copyright laws was not strict then yeah. <laughs> not, at <all. laughs> not at all not until the mouse got involved mm -hmm. <laughs> Our next question, true or false, the plot was made and then the music for this movie. False. False is correct. Yay! Another side question, is it a totally original song list in this movie? No, because it was based off the song Singing in the Rain. So didn't they, mm -hmm. isn't that, wasn't that a song first? Yeah, Singing in the Rain had actually been around for a long time, the song itself, and they used it since it was it was a bigger song it was a, kind of more of a pop song mm -hmm. in that day and uh they actually there's only two original songs make them laugh was an original it was actually played off of another song that was about joking around and being a clown and the original artist who made the original song kind of confronted the person who made make them laugh and was like that sounds an awful like lot like my song and his response was just to go yeah it does and just kind of move on <gasps> No, yeah. gosh. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit. But the Ford, they were kind of in Hollywood because mm -hmm. it was run by because yeah. everybody was in charge had and, and they swung that their, around. Have their names word probably Dick. Dick yeah. <laughs> Dick, can you get me that footage? Okay, Dick, I'll get that footage right to Wait, you in which the morning. Dick, are you get around with Dick <laughs> Johnson? <laughs> Johnson, Dick. Willie, get in here. Peter. All right. Okay, we totally just went off the deep end there. Give me another question, please. All right. Let's talk about Kathy. What was Kathy's dream job? She's going to be a stage actor. In what state? Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> New the, York. The state of Shakespeare. She's going to New York. Yes, she's going to New York. Okay, I have a question about Kathy. Yeah. When Don was making fun of Kathy for speaking about being this, you know, real amazing actress because screen actors are just, you know, miming and pantomiming and overblown actors, right? Mm -hmm. What name did he call her? King Lear. No. Oh. He kept calling her a name and he brought it back twice. He kept calling her somebody. Hmm. Hint, it was an actual person. I have no idea. Ethel Barrymore. Oh. He called her Ethel Barrymore. That kind of makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about Debbie. Oh, poor Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> poor little Debbie Reynolds. So I don't think it's it's not like a huge mystery. When we were doing our research this movie, we were finding out about a lot about Debbie's, her getting this role mm -hmm. and her How old was when she got this role? She was 19 when oh. she got the role initially. Ew, how old was Gene Kelly? Not 19. I don't know how old exactly it was, but he was not 19. Ew, and he's kissing her? Mm-hmm. That was wrong with Hollywood then. Yeah, different times. Different times, man. Did you know that Debbie Reynolds, she had no dance experience, truly? Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, about before this. this. She, mm -hmm. she was an established actress at this point. She had been in several films. But, but she yeah, didn't... she was 19. She's like two years away from retiring. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But Sexism, ageism. So Debbie, she was, Hollywood. she went in for her audition where the producers brought her up to Jean and was like, here, we have your leading lady. And Jean just looked at her deadpan and was like, can you dance? And she looked at the producer and was like, why are you doing this to me? Because she knew like, I knew this was going to be a problem. 
And Gene had actually been looking at several other people. One of the other big names I saw that was considered for the role was Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. But guess why she wasn't given the role? She was too old. She was too old at the time, which is so Isn't sad. Is she like in her 20s, like 22 or something like that? She was not old. I think she was in her 30s at that point. Oh my God, she's ancient. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. But Debbie Reynolds, she went on to kind of rehearse very hard. And that was one of the facts that they were talking about a lot, that she worked incredibly hard to get to the level of Mm -hmm. uh, Jean and Donald. But it took a lot of pushing. And Jean Kelly was incredibly... Yeah, horrid to her. Yeah. I, I equated it to kind of like how Patrick Swayze was with Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing, where as the professional dancer, he kind of didn't tolerate joking Mm -hmm. around and messing around but was that what debbie reynolds was doing no it was just that she like would struggle and gene was just incredibly impatient with her there was actually a story about her hiding underneath the piano Piano. crying in a side studio and i think it was fred astaire walked by and his advice to her was like well you gotta get tough in this biz so at what point in hollywood like where is the line being familiar with that industry Mm -hmm. it's like where is the line in which yes you don't want to like coddle people like she had to step up to the role so she had you know she was underqualified she got the part it's like you flipped up your resume and then you're like wait i don't know how to do open heart surgery so she needs to you know get to the role but at what point do you have so much power that you get to be a horrid person and everybody just go along with it yeah i have no idea i think i know what it is when you were born with that chromosome that gave you a willy. Oh. That's a secret. It's when you got a name like Dick. When you got a name like Dick. Ooh, I have a question about that Kathy and Don scene. Mm-hmm. Where was Don going? He what direct where did he say drop me off at? Oh, uh, there's two street names because mm-hmm. they're Hollywood Street. Uh Ashbury and Height? No. I, I I don't know. Sunset and Camden. Yeah. Yeah. Which the guy's party that they were going to, that guy was actually dead when this movie was based. That guy was dead for several years before this movie took place. So they were just partying at a dead guy's house, apparently. I mean, it's Hollywood. Why not? Yeah. All I do is dream of you the whole day through. (gasps) Oh, and the revival of Will and Grace, they brought that back. Oh. Because they do have Grace's mother, who was played by Demi Reynolds, passed away. So they go, Grace's dad, an older sister, and her go for her mom's birthday or one of their birthdays, and they're bickering, and they said, we have to sing the song that mom always sings, and it was, all I do is dream of you the whole day through. I was like, I get chills thinking about it. That's precious. It is. But kind of back to the Debbie Reynolds and Gene relationship, Mm -hmm. a little side note, Gene was also cruel to Donald. Donald said, like, when he went in, he felt incredibly stressed about messing up in front of Gene. And if he would mess up, Gene would be cruel to him as well. And Gene asked a lot of both of them to perform and to kind of meet his level. Mm-hmm. When he's he's been dancing for years and been doing these musical films. So it was revealed later Donald had... Who uh, played Cosmo. Who played Cosmo, Mm -hmm. yeah. He sat down with Debbie and he explained to Debbie that Gene was so cruel to both of them because he didn't want Debbie to feel singled out. So he, he explained... Gene explained to Donald at one point, like, I'm sorry I was so incredibly cruel to you. I just didn't want Debbie to feel left out. Like, I was being cruel to her, so he was being extra critical towards him as well. (laughs) Which, in a way, is kind of redeeming on Gene Kelly's part. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) I mean, because he acknowledged. I mean, think about it. Like, I'm so torn. Like, I think Gene Kelly was probably over-the-top mean to her, and I think he was over-the-top mean to her because she was a young woman. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, it's like, we have a budget and a timeline and you need to get this right. Right. And he has like a name and he knew this movie was going to be huge. Mm-hmm. This was an MGM movie. MGM owned Gene Kelly. And he wanted this Ugh, movie to be MGM big. MGM horrible at that time. Yeah, period. exactly. Horrible. Gene Kelly himself, he wanted to actually get out from under mm-hmm. MGM's thumb. So he wanted this movie to be great. 
However, he gave everybody such a hard time making this movie because he wanted MGM to be like, just get out of here, Gene. We don't want to deal with you anymore. Well, that's because this is back in the time period in which you were contracted to a studio. Mm -hmm. So they literally owned you. Right. Which is talked about in this movie here with their contracts. Yeah, and, and owning stuff. Yeah, and... that's, that's kind of where the plot ends up going. Yes. Meta. All right. How about another question? Sure. What do the guests describe the talking picture demo as? There's three things the guests point out that the talking picture is. Uh, like they didn't take it serious. Yeah. Like it's a, a trick. Because they're like, where's the actors? Yeah, close. Um, Two people were kind of insulting it. One person was saying it was kind of cool. Cosmo said it was kind of cool. Well, yeah, but the three people right after they watched it <laughs> i'm confused at this question okay the answer is the one man said it's a toy then the girl said it's a scream and then the last man said it's vulgar oh wait no no it was the woman it was um that woman all dressed in black <gasps> with it's, a spider dress it's vulgar i don't remember that part at all really no not at all it was after they watched that talking picture oh. with the guy with the nasty teeth right up in the camera oh yes you can hear every word i'm saying speaking of movies i have a question for you yeah what were the first words lena said what's the big idea for heaven's sake oh dang it <laughs> i think the first time i ever watched this and lena opened her mouth i was like Whoa. that was a playoff of the whole actors and actresses in those mm. days it like they were losing their jobs because of their funny voices but that shrill voice that she had yeah. was comedy gold it was fantastic it wasn't like too over the top it sounded like somebody could have talked like that yeah but what's the big idea <laughs> i can't stand him i think i say that all the time now yeah we I really do can't stand him can't can't <laughs> another question for you oh yes what is the studio don works for not gene but don Don Lockwood, that is. I know that Miramont. Nope. Miramont. Let's start with a. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that studio went right down the toilet. It starts with an M, right? It does. M Mr. Mistopheles? <laughs> McCavity's not there. I don't. Mir. Mar. Marmasoup. Marsupium? <laughs> no, the answer is Monumental Pictures. Was I even? No, was I even close? No, Miramax. You were close, close. You were close when you said Mistopheles. Yes. <laughs> oh, good night. I have another question for you. Okay. True or false? The make them laugh dance sequence we see in the movie was the first take. God no. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's false. However. Yeah. Do you know the story behind this? I'm sure Gene absolutely hated it and made him do it over and over again. Kind of. So he nailed it in the first shot. Oh, it was perfect. No. And Donald O'Connor actually at the end when he falls down and passes out at the end as a joke, which let's talk about this scene real quick. So the make him laugh is when Donald O'Connor's character Cosmo is just trying to help Don Lockwood kind of get back to his roots. And, and get out of his funk because he's yeah. upset about like the talkies and stuff like that. Right. So he sings a song, Make Him Laugh, which is a classic Hollywood I would scene. I say, for me, it's neck and neck with the singing in the rain scene. If you looked at it from a, like a, I don't want to say a technical standpoint because what Gene did was amazing. But it's almost like photo finish for yeah. like technique and skill and like artistry right up in there. Right. And there's so many, when you think of Hollywood during those days and when they're showing like how it's done, there's so many times where they will show not only clips from the Sing in the Rain sequence, but they'll show clips from Make Them Laugh mm -hmm. just because Donald O'Connor's performance during that is so filled with heart and mm -hmm. just incredible. And, and he's I, it's it's like a lesson in physical humor. Yeah. I don't know if they show this in your studies, but if you want to be a physical like comedian, you need to watch that. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I would say the only other sequence and song that is like incredibly inspirational for the day in Broadway is Broadway Melody Scene. That that which that song is Oh, I think that's the least 
you popular so? song. Yeah, I think it's got to go singing in the rain. Good morning, because when you you oh, always yeah. they always show the scene of the three of them stepping over the couch. That's true. And that's then true. it's got to be made. But the laugh. Broadway melody, that song, in the production of that, it's it's so Broadway during that era, and it's very inspirational. I, mm, do we have a fight question? Maybe we might do. Oh, we yeah, might what do. Is, we might do. I don't think. I I will admit the Broadway melody scene is kind of for me when I'm watching this movie where I start to kind of get disinterested. Really? Yes. Okay, well, we'll come to that. Ooh. But back to... Put him up. Back to make him laugh. Yes. So Donald Connor, after he performed that and gave it all his all, he was actually hospitalized for a couple days out of exhaustion. Well, because and... he's doing backflips off a wall and he runs through walls and mm-hmm. he gets whacked in the head and falls down on the ground. And his ankles were all bruised up mm-hmm. and he probably twisted something. But he went when he went back to the studio a couple days later... He walked in and Gene was like, that was fantastic. It was wonderful. Can you do it again? <gasps> Why? Because the film aperture no. on the camera no. was off. And so they didn't get any of it. Who so not fired only, for that? Yeah, Somebody not, needed to go down for it that. It wasn't a matter of like they didn't like it. It was, it was unusable film. And they <gasps> tried while... He, Donald was out. They tried to see if they could save it because it was a perfect performance, but they couldn't. So he had what we see is actually his second take oh, of doing it. That poor man. Mm-hmm. That just goes on the actor and the character. They he is the he is the true star singing in the rain. Well, I'm sorry. Do you want to hear why? Unsung hero. Do you want to hear why he truly? He explained later on why he fell into exhaustion after performing yes. this. He said he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> so that kind of explains that. <laughs> I love it. Hmm. Okay, I have a question about like the studio and stuff. Oh, yeah? What are the three movie scenes being filmed? Um, there is that scene with the couch. Mm-mm-mm. Is it like explain? when they're walking in before, before there's like a chase scene before before oh. he sings it, he walks in and they're like saying hi. Oh, yeah. There's that racist movie. Yes. The jungle <laughs> theme. Very cultural appropriation and inappropriate. Yeah. Which this movie is such a such a classic, such a great movie. But I almost wonder if one day this movie's going to get blackballed and blacklisted because of there's blackface in it mm-hmm. so maybe they'll just cut that scene out yeah maybe okay so let's skip past the jungle scene what was the second there scene? was some sort of chase going on on what sort of vehicle was it a train yes what was one in the middle oh, was there a hysterical woman and a man holding her like saying snap out of it no <laughs> i will give you a hint we are in this season for sports right now it was a football it was a football game oh yes Speaking of this time and Hollywood, E, can you tell me what is the first synchronized sound picture? The jazz singer. No. <laughs> Trick question. What? The jazz singer was the first film on record to have dialogue in it. Mm-hmm. But what was the first synchronized sound picture? I don't know. It's pretty a famous movie, and I think it might be because it was the first. And when they say synchronized sound... It used to be for silent films, there would be somebody like playing the piano or an mm-hmm. orchestra that would play along with the movie. Can I but this it? movie had a symphony recorded and the music was playing along with the film. It's not the jazz singer? Mm-mm. Do I know this movie? You might. Well, that's comforting. I don't know if this will help, but the jazz singer came out in 1927. It's the first talkie. This movie came out in 1926. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm so familiar with that year. It was like a really good year for me. <laughs> okay, the answer is Don Juan. You know, I wouldn't have scraped that <laughs> out of my for you twenty might. years. I thought you might. No, I'm not a connoisseur of the <laughs> 1920s movies. And listen, 2020's been pretty rough right now, so I don't think I'm gonna like the second round of the 20s. Well, there haven't been any movies in 192020s. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking down. We're breaking down. All right, another question for you. Okay. What is the song Don sings to Kathy on the soundstage when they fall in love with each other? I want to say it had to be you, but that's not right. It's it was meant meant for, meant meant for you, 
Meant to be you? Oh, you're I so close. I was meant for you. Not you. You were meant for me. Yeah. Meant okay. for, you were meant for me. Yep. You were meant for me. Talk about a smooth operator. Mm-hmm. And how, like, convenient was that all there? Yeah, the, the ladder and the fan. Let's bring when And the when, sunset. When little Effer asks us how we met, we're just going to show him that scene. It's basically this. Basically that. Another question for you? Yes. What is the vow they proclaim at the end of Moses Supposes? A. A. Yeah, talk about bullies. They totally were mean to that guy. Yeah, that diction coach. Which, not that diction coach, but the one who... Worked with Lena. Worked with Lena. She actually didn't get credit in this movie. (gasps) Because she's a woman. Yeah, she's a woman. But you know who else didn't get credit for this movie? You would probably know who they are. Oh, shoot, I didn't write down their names. But there was two dancers that worked with Gene to show everybody else the dance sequences their his like choreography yeah so people. like they were actually they ended up being bigger dancers but neither of them got credit for any of the dance and you didn't even write them down mm-hmm. I, oh, <laughs> another d- perpetuating the cycle <laughs> i need to find out now you do you gotta write this wrong okay here it is i found it i found okay. it found it okay all right, so the two unaccredited choreographers that worked with him and did a lot of the dance choreography was Carol Haney and uh-huh. Gwen Verdon. Gwen Verdon? Oh, my God, that poor woman. Gwen Verdon. Oh, wow, she did Damn Yankees. Yeah, she worked with Bob Fosse. Sweet Charity. She, she, Chicago. Oh, oh, it's that's her. That's Gwen Verdon. Oh, my gosh. Whatever Lola wants. That poor woman. Talk about, like, behind every successful man is Gwen Verdon. <laughs> If you haven't watched Fosse and Verdon, it it really plays into account. We're kind of digressing from Jean to Bob Fosse. But yeah, she, one of the same. But, right. But she um, was instrumental in Fosse's career and apparently Jean Kelly. And when you think of Fosse, you think of Fosse, you don't think of Gwen. Oh, that's yeah. sad. And yeah, she didn't, they didn't have her in the credits and singing in the rain at all. Ah, oh, she's an icon. Yeah. Speaking of men in that time period mm-hmm. i looked it up gene kelly was about 40 years old Ew. how unfair is that how, how disgusting is that? <laughs> but how unfair is that that like mm-hmm. judy garland was too old but gene kelly at 40 which although i from a physical standpoint get it gene i know He's 40 years old right? still kicking it i bet all that cigarettes helped well he did dance he continued to dance in several other films afterwards for a while mm-hmm but still, God, that time period was rough. Oh, yeah. I watched a special on Gene Kelly, and that's actually, when I watched that special, you want to hear a fun fact about me? Oh, boy. I actually watched that special at the end of it. Of course, they used the image of him at the end of Broadway Melody where it pans in on his smiling face. Yeah. At the end of that special, I was like, I want to dance. I want to be a dancer. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have the legs for it. Yeah, right? If I shaved him a little bit, it'd be perfect. Right? Yeah, you don't want to poke it out through the tights. Yeah. Ask me another question, Kay. Well, I did want to point out one other thing about Moses okay. Poses. This was the second song that was originally made for this, mm. and it's based off of just a fun little verbal Moses toy. supposes his toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneous leaves because yeah. Moses, he knows yeah. his toes aren't roses, yeah. as Moses supposes his roses to be. Yeah. Oh, I screwed <laughs> it up! Oh, you did! Toes to be. Well... Yeah, this this was a song that was also created. The rest of the songs were mm-hmm. previously made music. That they just stole. That they just stole, yeah. Hashtag Hollywood. Okay. Okay. What can't Lena make love to during the first recording session with sound? I can't make love to a bush. <laughs> you said it all wrong. I can't make love to a bush. A bush. <laughs> I love Lena. And I also love she's that scene. Yeah. When she's talking. Wait, we can do it. Hold oh, on. my Pierre. I, I wanted to do it. Because okay, he you yelled at me all the time for doing it. Okay, go ahead. So what Kate was doing was moving his head away from the microphone. And I get yelled at constantly. <laughs> you are the Gene Kelly and I am the Debbie Reynolds of this podcast. Speak into the microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You so are Gene Kelly. Hey, I'm he also is mean. so mean to me. I'm mean to the dog too, just so you aren't singled out. He is so people listen. He is so mean <laughs> when I'm recording. Can you stop wiggling? We can hear you touching that. Don't do that. Stop that. Ugh. You know what? I just need you to Which, stop that. Like me, you're probably wearing headphones and you can hear all of this. He's Gene. You are the dick. In this production. I'm I'm the dick? I'm just the poor, innocent Debbie Reynolds just trying my best. I've never done this before. Wow. All right. This movie is so eye-opening. Right, no, I'm <laughs> I'm here for this. I will outlive you. I will go on to bigger stardom into my future. I will birth Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yes. What is the big plan after the dueling cavalier was a flop at the preview? Make it a musical. Make it into a musical. That's right. Correct. So that is after they go back after watching the film and it was a total the bead tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> they actually based that off of some of the original issues that they had. And the squeaky um, pants. When she smacks him with the fan, that was actually somebody who worked on Singing in the Rain had that happen where oh, no. somebody was smacking the microphone unintentionally during like one of the recordings yeah. of a silent film. And then the squeaky pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he throws the cane. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> But that leads into another great dance sequence and song sequence. Good morning. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Although they did say, I didn't realize they said we talked the whole night through and it's 1 a.m. in the morning. Was mm -hmm. that a question? What time was it? Oh, no. Well, what's 1 a.m.? I do have a question about that. Okay. What color is the couch they tip over at the Yellow. end of the morning? Oh, no. Oh. Yes, it is. You're right. <laughs> Gina. <laughs> And you cannot dance like him. So you don't have a clout to stand on. I try. On. A couch to stand on. I would actually get up and like try tap dancing oh, in my tennis shoes. You're so cute. Doesn't forgive you for being so mean to me. <laughs> I'm not that mean, am I? That is probably one of the most famous dance moments where they all tip over the couch. Mm -hmm. Which that they had to do about, it was like something in the 20s. They had to do it 20 times before they actually got the shot perfect. Oh. That's crazy. Also, um, did you notice Don's food? Like the comically big piece of bread and yeah. like sandwiches and the milk. Yeah, were they I wonder if they were gonna have a party over there, but that is a weird group of things to have for like a dinner party. After I think they were just after they were just like mourning. Oh, like over. snacking. Yeah. But my whole thing is like, no, they would not be drinking milk. <laughs> Another question for you? Sure. Who provides the actual talking voice for Lena? Kathy. Kathy does in the movie, but who is the actual voice? I don't know. The actual voice behind her character is actually Jean Hagen, who plays Lena. She's actually doing her own voice. No way. Because when they had Debbie do it, compared to Lena's actual voice, Lena has this very sophisticated Hollywood voice, and Debbie's is pleasant, She's, but not got, quite she there. She has like a higher register. Yeah, so they actually use her actual voice oh that's genius yeah isn't was it her fun? singing then no it wasn't actually okay. her singing and it wasn't debbie reynolds singing for the would you and what other song would you would you it was the song at the end she sings singing in the rain yeah she sings behind the curtain would you would you yeah it it was the person who stood that singing was betty betty noise no noise 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 so it's kind of funny that the whole plot of this movie they actually did it in, in this movie life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it, it, kind of weird that they would resort to the very thing that is the problem of the movie <laughs> okay another question for you this song is leading into the big famous sequence of singing in the rain mm-hmm so Singing in the Rain was done in one take with a lot of improv, but can you name three things that almost ruined this classic film scene? He had a fever. Correct. He had a fever of 103. He was really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, his suit was wool, so when it got in the, wa the water, it... Yeah, it shrunk, and it you can shrunk. actually you can see, see the sleeves, mm -hmm. yeah. And then 
they took all the water pressure in the studio. That that is correct. Good job. The um, <laughs> good. Well done. There, there. <laughs> there, there. Well done. You got to stick out. Thank you. Well, what happened with that was, so this was filmed in California and there was a drought going on at the time. Oh, and no. when they originally started uh, getting ready for filming and they turned on this sprinkler system or what was going to be putting out the water, which there's the story that they put milk in there to make it more visible on film. Mm -hmm. But when they put it up there, they noticed it was just kind of like, <laughs> out. it was because all the people had just come home from work and then turned on their sprinklers. Oh, no. So there was no water pressure in the studio. So they had to, like, cancel doing it for that day. And they had to come back. And they filmed later in the evening and got Wait, there was the a drought and everybody went home and turned on their sprinklers. Yeah. God, Different the 1940s times, and 50s are weird. Different times. Isn't it in the Broadway, in the Broadway version of this show? Mm -hmm. I love that scene. And it's also right before intermission. Oh, it is? It has to be right before intermission. Oh, yeah, because of all the, you gotta clean. all the water. I bet you everybody's like, I love it. And all the crew's like, I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's got to be a horrible scene to clean up after. Mm -hmm. And did you know in the movie, this scene was actually not supposed to just be Gene Kelly. They were going to have the three of them still together. Oh, And ew. it was basically going to be Good Morning, but they had Good Morning be their big scene together and... They just switched it so it was just Gene. I, I think that was a good choice. Oh, yeah. And Gene, the reason he did a lot of improv in it was because He's he was so, so sick. sick. Yeah. He was just delirious. And he was kind of doing what he was supposed to. But he was just like, screw it. I'm going to have as much fun as I can with it. And that's why he actually looked pretty joyful when doing it. And the song, it actually, it kind of sticks, also sticks out like a sore thumb from the whole plot. Mm -hmm. and just kind of seems weird. I mean, he is overjoyed. He's in love with Kathy, but... Which their romance was fast-tracked. They went from picking on each other <laughs> to her getting fired, to him finding her, to getting her a job, to smooching, to in love. That's exactly how we got together. In like the together. span of like three days. Yeah. That's our story. Not even close, fish kisser. <laughs> <laughs> That's a worse insult than mouth breather. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, Kay was my first kiss. And he kissed like a fish. Mouth open. More, 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 more. I was young. It was like he was trying to give me CPR. I only had experience with the, you know, you know, the how they, like, boys will practice on, like, their elbow. What are you trying to do? Suck in your whole elbow? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> All right, next. All right. How is the Broadway melody worked into the plot of The Dancing Cavalier? So they decided that he is an aspiring actor and music, uh, singer and dancer, triple threat. And he comes to New York to try to get into the business. Mm -hmm. And then he gets hit on the head with something and he's back in time. Yes. So he's what is described as a hoofer. A he's, hoofer. He's trying to make it big in the big city. And this scene was all Gene Kelly. Like, this was all about him. It was him just wanting to put this big dance scene into the movie. Mm -hmm. And they very much wanted this because that was... That was the style of the movies when the, we were in, like, the studio producing era. Right. It's, like, the equivalent of today of, like, for an action movie, you need that space beam going through New York City. If you don't have that space beam, you're not going to have a good action flick of some sort. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Avengers. That's not... The that's not the <laughs> Transformers. <same> thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. No, it'd be like, I don't know, Tom Hanks having to pee in every movie. No, not that. It's Space Beam. but <laughs> It's Tom Hanks Beam. <laughs> it's Tom's Beam. <laughs> I have to be. <laughs> Anywho. That's basically how it came out in The Green Mile. No, 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 no. No. But basically, this is, and this is kind of like we were talking about before. This was a movie musical. Mm -hmm. So it's built in. But I love these kind of in the era of contract players with studios they knew what made gene kelly look good so they're gonna write an entire bit around it oh and yeah i do kind of love that yeah but it's like in that context it's yeah it's a awesome sequence it's so much fun and it obviously is 
very colorful because they wanted to show mm-hmm. off all the colors. It has truly nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. It's nothing. Not the movie could have been like 20 minutes shorter. It could have been its own movie. Except this scene gives us the long-legged, my next mysterious <laughs> woman. Oh, Sid Cherise. All right. My next question was, what is the name of the dancer to dance Charisse. with in the Broadway melody Put sequence? it away. Sid Cherise. Incorrect. She is, it was. No. She is a goddess. Like, I will I will give them the self-indulgence because it gave us Sid Cherise. Do you want to hear a fun fact about mm-hmm. her? Yes. Before she came and performed this movie, guess what they asked her to do? Dye her hair, shave her legs. No, they asked her to shave off 20 pounds. God, I hate Hollywood. But here's the thing. She was pregnant three months <laughs> before she performed this. So she literally had given birth. Yeah, she had given birth and they wanted her to lose about 20 pounds. Okay, that was not healthy. Yeah. Poor woman. I know. I mean, What's I'm that? struggling. Because <laughs> we live in a different time. She probably did a lot of unhealthy things to get to that point. But... Did you notice? Sid Charisse is tall. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like 80% legs. I don't know if this is a fact or you can look it up, but I was looking at the staging and the camera angles when they had Sid and Gene next to each other because Gene Kelly was not a tall man. Oh, it, it's fact that okay. they, Gene specifically wanted all the shots of them together. They'd be on different planes, mm-hmm. so you couldn't really gauge And she never, she's never fully extended she always kind of has like a like a demi plie or a bent in her legs or yeah. she's bent forward in the big scene with the fan and the scarf. Yeah. And she said she had gone on to say that there was a couple times when they were recording and when the cape would go, the scarf would go up into the air. She said she felt like herself lifting off the ground a little bit. She said it made her jumps a lot easier. Although, again, that is so because she had a baby. And they wanted her to slim down three months to get ready for this. But Gene Kelly is short. So they worked around that. Yeah. What a (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is a very talented man, but what a For true. Look at all the women around this movie that got done. I just have to add about this scene, too. I love the part where he, like, runs through the scarf. (laughs) I would do that when I was a kid after watching this movie, but with toilet paper. <laughs> Did you have a I fan? I would be like, wee! <laughs> Did you have a fan? No, you don't need toilet paper. Over toilet paper, you didn't need the fan. You just had the rolls sit there. You just grabbed one end and like, and then you had a very mad parent on the other end of that toilet paper. God, you're an adorable idiot, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I I also like I was like any other kid. I would go out and play with my squirt guns and play some sports and, and then play cowboy. And then I would pretend I was Gene Kelly with toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta dance. <laughs> what the f- okay? Who did this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm completely mummified. <laughs> that was my favorite thing to do. I would run around. And I would usually do it when nobody else was around. Oh, of I would course be like, you gotta would. dance. I would shuffle my little feet on the floor. <laughs> How beautifully adorable you were. Although, you know what I watch in that scene? Hmm. I watch Gene Kelly's pant legs. Why? Because his hair is so super glued to his head and he has such a tight <laughs> shirt on that you only see the wind. Oh. But I watch his pant legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're blowing in the wind. Picture how big that fan was to get Picture that scarf up. Picture how hard that would be to dance in that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about another question? Sure. I got two more for you. All right. Yeah. Okay, I can answer them. What key do they sing "Singing in the Rain" in God, at the end of the movie? I have no clue. I can't even carry a tune if you it put was... it in a bag with handles. <laughs> it was A flat. Duh. Question was that this is not fair. You're supposed to ask me questions about the movie. Yeah, that's exactly watching, that's no, that's what they that's the line. <gasps> oh, what, what, are, what key? What are you gonna it? sing? Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. What key? Oh yeah. A flat. A flat. <laughs> oh yeah. Oopsies, that is right. Never mind. I have one more question for you. Alright. Who brought the magic of the color to this film? The Wizard of Oz? I don't know. No. What? 
So the company that brought... Technicolor. The Technicolor. Oh, uh, yep, that's it. Technicolor is the name of the company. What other films did they work on? Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Yep. There's another one? I'll give you a very good clue. The other one is animated. Other ones are animated. There's a lot of films that they worked on. What was one of the first full-length feature films? Yep. Okay. Snow White. Yep. Correct. I, I have questions for you. Oh, okay. Let's hear. What food reference did the reporter make about Don and Lena when they showed up on the red carpet? They're real... They go together like... Peas and carrots. No. <laughs> it's a breakfast reference. Eggs and bacon? Yeah. Right. What role did Don play in the silent movie? What role? What was his title in the silent movie? What character did he play? I was going to say the Dancing Cavalier, but that's incorrect. Yeah. He was, he's the hero? Yeah, but what was his name? Wasn't Pierre. <laughs> no, close. Pedro? Philippe. Philippe, yes. Which that scene, they actually had footage of Gene Kelly in another Three Musketeers-like movie. They just copied and pasted. And they copied and pasted. Yeah. And you can actually see when Lena's character comes through the doorway at one point, it's not Lena. It's like a different person for a second. <laughs> I love Hollywood. How many hours did the car not give Cosmo trouble for? I mean, Cosmo's truly... Is it one hour? No. Six hours. Six hours. Call me a cab. You're a cab. <laughs> All right, and then I have one last question. What was the shape of the beauty mark on Lena's face for the movie? Was it a heart? Yep. A star? Yeah. Ah. Well, that was our quiz. Yeah, I did pretty well. Yay, me. Before we continue, let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. I don't know why in my head I just said Pod Nation, robots in disguise. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song from That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. So what a great classic film. It is. And you know what this film does for me? Gets you horny. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. <laughs> no, that's not my bag, baby. I like when he's all wet. <laughs> it gets me inspired. It gets me inspired to fight. In listen, our listen, segment. listen. If I find the toilet paper all over the house, we're going to have words. <laughs> we're still in a pandemic. Toilet paper is still hard to come by. So let's go into our segment. I hate it when they fight. Before we hop into this week's fight, let's go over the results of last week's to decide who brings the question forth. So our question last time was based on the movie Cats, which was a complete and utter show. <laughs> show. One and the same. So our question was, if you had to choose one of these two movies between Cats and Fifty Shades of Grey to be wiped from existence, which would you choose? Whichever movie you don't pick you have to watch every day for the rest of your life. So you picked Cats to be white from existence and you'd have to watch Fifty Shades Grey for every day for the rest of your life. Yes, I did. You poor girl. And I picked... <laughs> you poor sir. <laughs> I picked Fifty Shades Grey to be white and I would watch Cats for every day of the rest of my life. Okay. And the winner was with 73% <gasps> was Cats. Did I win? You won. I won. <laughs> At least there's sex in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> well, no, they don't. They don't actually finish. Yeah. They blue ball you. They blue ball you with that in the cavity. So, what is my question? Well, I I did want to point this out. Friends and Flayers. He did say, I think we can all agree that the world would be a better place without the nightmare fuel that is cats. I'm pretty sure its release was the cause of the hellscape that was 2020. And our friends over at Married Mash said, oops, meant to hit cats. <laughs> well, here is my Swing question. <laughs> here is my question. Let's fight it out. You think Broadway Melody is a bigger dance and iconic scene than Make Them Laugh. Oh, shoot. You said that. 
you said that. So Do I have to lock into that song? You have to lock into that song because that's what we're fighting about. Which one's bigger? Make them laugh or Broadway Melody? Oh, this is going to be a tough one. All right. So how the fight works is he picked the question and she decides how we answer. You also get to pick who goes first. Pick me. Actually, no, don't pick me. It's an advantage to go second. Anyway, <sighs> I'm giving you all my tips. Yes. So we each give our side of the fight, mm-hmm. and then we get 15 seconds to reboot. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. And then we get two minutes to fight out our sides. And then closing arguments. And then closing arguments, yes. yes. All right, so you think Broadway Melody is a bigger song number sequence than Make Them Laugh. So defend your Okay. <laughs> so I get you 30 get seconds. 30 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds. So I think Broadway Melody is the second biggest song in this movie besides <gasps> Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain is classic, but Broadway Melody, hey, no comments. Broadway Melody is a big number that kind of portrays Hollywood at its finest. And when it comes to the dancing and the singing and just the lines, gotta dance, that is such a classic in Hollywood, Broadway, all of entertainment and production and it's so colorful yep, you're done no okay my turn all right 30 seconds yep. and go bigger than make them laugh kiss my <laughs> it is so not bigger than that because when you think of the iconic scenes from this movie it goes singing in the rain good morning and then it is not broadway melody it is a hundred percent make them laugh you see that that is cosmo's big song that is his breakout moment broadway melody was inserted in there to fluff gene kelly's ego which i'm here for but i'm not and it is not bigger than make them laugh all right each get 15 seconds to reboot God, learn how to talk <laughs> all right go so i think you're wrong with that just because make them laugh is funny and fun mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was Cosmo scene. But when it comes to production and value to the film, it's got to be Broadway Melody because there's so much more behind it. Okay, 15 seconds for E and go. Value to the film, you could take that whole series out and still have the movie. That's the point. The No, no, I'm not going to say that because you're going to use it against me. Cosmo's song is iconic. That is such like a pivotal moment in history. Oh, I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, two minutes. So we got two minutes to fight it out. Okay, I'm not going to talk. Let's. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Get it on. Gotta Dance is so much bigger than Broadway Melody. People don't know Broadway Melody like they do Gotta Dance. But when it comes to actual this, like, what this film means and the era that it was made, Broadway Melody is huge and it's not what we're fighting about. We're fighting about what's bigger. Well, it's bigger because it means more for the film itself. No, it doesn't. In part, it maybe doesn't move the plot along. I will will say that you're right there, that Mm -hmm. it could be totally taken out and there would be none the Mm -hmm. wiser. However, it makes the film, it makes what... Broadway it does not musicals make are in film. that day. You're saying that it's bigger. Like, okay, it, you're saying it's bigger than Gotta Dance, but then if you say that, you're also saying it's bigger than Singing in the Rain and Good Morning. Well. <gasps> no, that's exactly what you just said. Oh, but Good Morning, I think. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> good Morning is iconic. You don't sing the Broadway melody tune after you watch this movie. You have Make Them Laugh stuck in your head you have singing in the rain obviously stuck in your head you have good morning stuck in your head you have moses supposed stuck in your head do you have broadway melody stuck in your head no what do you have stuck in your head when you think of broadway though the line gotta dance no you don't (laughs) (laughs) that's for broadway this is not for broadway this is for the movie that's your argument is based on broadway i am basing it on the movie the question was which one is bigger for the movie for the movie you're saying it's bigger for broadway well it was bigger for the movie because it placed this movie in that spectrum and no! into that franchise no! of broadway that it wasn't it trying to be in this franchise if it just had their like sing-songy songs that they had throughout it is it. not bigger than gotta dance it had to have broadway melody in it or else it wouldn't you have had to have cosmo song well, that song is great. I will give that to you. But if they took that song out, it wouldn't be missing what all the movies need in that time. Nope. <laughs> we woke up a little effort. <laughs> all right, 10-5, let's go. You get 10 seconds. 
All right, I get 10 seconds. Okay. You gotta use a timer, you cheater. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Your 10 seconds, closing argument, go. You know, all I have to say is, make him laugh, great song, but when it comes to Broadway melody, all I have to say is the one line. Gotta dance, gotta dance, gotta dance. Stop, you gotta stop. Stop, you way over your 10 seconds. I get more seconds now. Because <laughs> you got to do a bit. All right, five seconds. It is not bigger than Cosmo's song. Cosmo's song is more iconic. 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 What happened to them? They're back on TV now. Oh, good. Little Effer's crying because she knows I'm right. Well, let's see who you think is right. So head on over to Twitter. Me. At WSW Watch Podcast. Vote. Or Facebook for me, or Instagram <laughs> at What Should We Watch Podcast. Me. <laughs> so make sure to let us know if you think the biggest song in this movie, the bigger song, not the, bigger the biggest song. song. Okay, the bigger song. You between... always change the questions. <laughs> That's my. You change the game while we're playing. That's how you win. No. <laughs> but <laughs> so, what is the bigger song between Broadway Melody and Make Them Laugh? So let us know what you think on social media. Who is right? And who is dead? Me. Wait, dying is now. Wait, dying is now that. Wait, I'm leaving. Gonna go get our daughter. Before we let you all know our ratings, let's hear what everybody else had to say about this movie. So let's go ahead and talk to the people. The people. So over on Facebook, Instagram, and. The Twitterverse. The Twitterverse, yes. I asked the question, how would you rate this film? On Instagram, we had responses from Tacos Before Hoes said this is... Been fun? <laughs> Tacos Before Hoes said Naturally. this is literally my favorite movie of all time. And then this other one, I... This is like a single word, possibly? Marilisa of Tagrafia? Oh. oh, it's a photography thing. Okay. Said, I love this film, heart. <laughs> As we butchered your name, apologies. I'm so sorry. Apologies. Maria Lisa, Maria Lisa Boat. Maria. It's so hard to make Instagram names like flow together. You don't know where it starts and where it ends. On Twitter, we had <laughs> the poll up and we had 33% said they loved it and 33% said it's okay. 31% said they hadn't seen it. And 3% said they hated it. <gasps> Who are you and how dare you? Also, how three is that poll result? Yeah. Have we ever had a poll result? It's like when you have to divide something, they're like 33 and a third. Mm -hmm. It's like half a person. Half of someone hates this movie. <laughs> Our next question was, what is your favorite song from Singing in the Rain? Singing in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram. Oh, you're back, Marilisa Boat. The photographia said you are meant just for me so that was a good pick yeah on twitter Not what I expected yeah on twitter uh black case diaries said make them laugh is my favorite mostly because of the performance but i already like moses supposes for how silly and fun it is to watch hmm. did you look at that make them laugh is on there but hey joel from friends and flayers said all of them so that includes mine so he sided with me and me. That's two for me. One for you. <laughs> oh, true. Already weaning. Our next question is, who is your favorite character from Singing in the Rain? The options were A, Don Lockwood, B, Kathy Selden, C, Cosmo Brown, or D, Lena Lamont. Lena. So on Instagram, Marilisa Botafragarfia said please, C. <laughs> please keep listening to us, even though he is just chewing up your name i'm trying i know you are i'm just saying like this we're apologizing a, this one's a little easier cowboy billy 67 said b and a so kathy and don martha natal said a don, don. turin or turan two three five said gene kelly little craft nook one 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 said gene it'd always be gene pong suck tau said d sammy kid two said gene and Doris86 said Cosmo C. Was there a vote for Lena? Oh, wait, there's one more vote on Instagram. Sarah E. Marler said C on Cosmo. Nice. On Twitter? Yeah. 5% said Lena Lamont. So. I mean, without Lena, you wouldn't have a movie. Mm-hmm. There was one. Unsung hero. There's a couple people. Kathy Sullivan got 14%. 
Don Lockwood got 33, and the winner on Twitter was Cosmo Brown with 48%. I bet that song made him really popular, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Friends in Flair podcast said, Don Lockwood, sir, but the fellas all call me Don. (laughs) Strikes My Fancy podcast, a Pod Nation friend, said, hands down Cosmo Brown, but Don Lockwood is close, is a close second. Cosmo is such a goofball. I love him. (sighs) He's my favorite. So for our next question, this is kind of based off of our trivia section. I took one of the questions I was going to ask E, and I kind of twisted it a little bit so I could ask all of you and see if everybody else knew the answer to this. And I made it into a multiple question form. So the question was, which one of these facts about the famous singing in the rain scene is not true? Is it A, Gene's suit shrinks, B, studio had low water pressure, C, footage was lost from water damage, D, Gene had a fever while performing? And the answer is, of course, C. On Twitter, we had the responses of 60% said water damaged film. Second, there was 27% said low water pressure. And then seven, then six said suit shrinks. And then Gene had a fever. So the Twitter verse was a little bit more well versed with the verses that we'd be spinning and the singing and the raining. Yeah. I don't know where I was going Singing with that. in the rain. And, and our hungry. last question was, what is your favorite dance scene in Singing in the Rain? And it was answered by Math Teacher Movie said, gotta go with good morning. Good morning. What's your favorite dance number? Hmm. I don't know. Moses Supposes has got a great number yeah. of the two of them. I do really like that. But I gotta go with Singing in the Rain itself. Mm-hmm. So iconic. Yeah, that's the one that really had me going. That's fine. Don't ask me and be polite. That's cool. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> Rude. Um, I love the scenes with Sid Charisse in them. Yeah. Those are probably my favorite dance scenes. The ballet and then the jazz scene when she's in the green. Like, that's iconic. Wearing right. the shoe and it's that her legs for days. Do you feel like if she wasn't in it, the movie wouldn't have been as great? Oh, no. Dang, I was trying, to, <laughs> trying to get you on it. See, we were fighting over which song. Well, it's part of that song. But they're not singing. They're it's... dancing. Different question. Different question. Different question. Different question. It's a different question. It is. So thank you all for responding to our posts. We will have more posts on our next movie. So make sure to join us on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast or on Instagram or Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Do you remember when you used to struggle with saying our handles? Yeah. I was so proud of you. Now it just rolls right off the tongue. You still yell at me. <laughs> so that was all of your thoughts. So let's go ahead and talk about our thoughts on Singing in the Rain. E, do you want to start? Yes. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> so my thoughts is, my thoughts is, my thoughts is that, I mean, this is a classic movie. Yes, there's some issues behind it but i think if you watch it knowing the issues and acknowledging them and not just being like oh it's okay well it wasn't okay but it is iconic Mm -hmm. i mean it's comical i mean it's pretty funny the whole like when they finally get the sound and the and the squeaky pants and the cane so it is humorous and those the zingers like cosmo telling call me a cab you're a cab thanks a lot right but i do think it's in the canon of movie musicals yeah it has staying power just like debbie reynolds because she outlived all of those (laughs) she actually there was one person that outlived her do you know who it was i should ask this as a question sid no cosma no it wasn't gene it was zelda oh zelda remember the guy (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning of the movie yes but i think everybody just blew their speakers out yeah (laughs) <laughs> thanks Zelda you're a real pal but fun fact mm-hmm. so my review on this movie is I, I also think it's a is classic. it a roll of Charmin toilet paper <laughs> Charmin toilet paper I guess a Charmin, Charmin. <laughs> it's Charmin it's Charmin <laughs> but I would have to say this movie is definitely a classic and it is in it's one of my top films mm-hmm. like every time I sit down and watch it it reminds me of simpler times when I used to sit and watch this as a kid and... Play with toilet paper. Play with toilet paper. He didn't have a... You, you sound like you had a pitiful childhood. You really didn't, folks. 
All we had was a roll of toilet paper to our name. <laughs> but I, I just really enjoyed this film as a kid, and I, I still do to this day. And yeah, there's some things in it that are kind of dated, and it I, I don't know if it will actually stand the test of time. But in general, I, I feel like it does need to stand yeah. the test of time as a piece of cinema because it is a good example of films during that era. It shows the Broadway aspect, the song and dance that was so important to that time that unfortunately has kind of slipped away in more recent years. Yeah. Occasionally there'll be something that spits out similar and to that. And it's also dancing in a pure sense without too much of the tricks. Right, with the cinematography tricks. Well, the, not even the cinematography tricks, like oh. the tricks on the, the part of the dancers. Like if you look at media today, like World of Dance, and um like so you think you can dance and a lot of that dancing has i believe bled into the world of acrobats because they're doing the tricks they're doing all these very flashy moves and yeah gene had those flashy moves so did cosmo but still they're like the root of the dancing is not the aerials and illusions and the big jumps and the big leaps it's it's kind of holds itself in its form. Right. That's so true. So if I had to sum it up in a single phrase, that this movie puts a smile on my face. I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right, E, what would you say? Should everybody watch this movie? What's the big idea here? (laughs) Yes, you should watch this movie perfect yes i think you should watch this movie too that's a yes from both then of us. you'll see what the big idea is <laughs> get a word girl get a word in edgewise so if you haven't seen it put on your list of movies to see before you're gone but <laughs> <laughs> wow we just got dark before your impending doom and your mortality creeps up and then age and then you that's just not necessarily die. what i meant i meant also too like if you're not going to be in contact with films anymore you know that could happen too right <laughs> You know, before the apocalypse and all power goes out. (gasps) Don't put that into the universe. It's 2020. It might. It might happen. But before 2020 gets us all. Yeah, go ahead and make sure to check out Second in the Rain. All right. So that does it for our episode. We'd like to thank you all for joining us for this week. We really appreciate you guys all Mm -hmm. listening in and tuning in Mm -hmm. with each episode. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And just a reminder, our episodes are definitely going to be a lot more spaced because we got little effort <laughs> that uh, needs loving and we absolutely love every moment with her mm-hmm. and love spending the time with her. And whenever we can, we sit down and have fun with this podcast as you well. You can always see the part where in the sequence of the movie where I have to nurse her. So I stop taking notes. <laughs> which is why he predominantly Kay predominantly asks me questions because it's a little hard to write when you got a baby on your boobie Mm -hmm. amen brother okay on that note we should probably stop all right we want to thank you all for coming we love you all bye isn't that just like that was a line of like a bad word. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. She sounds like she's calling her something. And we gotta go. Bye. Does my voice sound funny?